Jesus, Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We just give you all honor and praise right now, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's give it up for the worship band. Aren't they amazing? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, have a, feel free to have a seat wherever. I'm not 100% sure what uh, this time is going to look like here, but I just wanted to share with you just what the Holy Spirit has been putting on my heart. So this is a Holy Spirit night. So he kind of has the last say in what happens here. And we just try to follow his lead. So we plan out some of it and some of it, we're just like, okay, Holy Spirit, have your way. Um, And so I felt like we could have just stayed in worship there for another like couple hours or so. But but I really wanted to share with you guys... um, As you know, a lot of us just recently got back from Los Angeles. We were at Azusa Now, a conference. Um, And this was was a conference. uh, The call has been going on for about 15 years. It's headed up by Lou Angle, and it's been all over the U.S., uh, maybe all over the world, I'm not sure. But basically they... Every year, whenever they meet up, they're fasting, they're praying for revival. That's, that's, that's the heart of it. They're calling for more of God. They're wanting the Holy Spirit to come. And so it's heavily focused on fasting and prayer. This year, they changed the focus slightly, and they partnered with Bethel Church. And instead of like just going after fasting and prayer, they sort of added this element of signs and wonders and evangelism. And they made a whole uh, deal out of it down in L.A. for a couple weeks. There were people getting saved in the streets. Uh, people were getting healed uh, and delivered before the conference even started. There were testimonies um, of blind eyes being opened, deaf ears being opened, and that's just before the conference started. And so 11 of us got the, all in Sockham, 11 of us between first and second year, we got the opportunity to just go there and just receive from that and then bring it back to you guys and to Cincinnati. Yeah, Amen. And so God was laying some things on my heart as we were there. And one of the, I just want to start off by saying one of, one of the things that I really respect about uh, the call and the whole Azusa Now event, there is a heavy focus on just the worthiness of Jesus. <laughs> and that, that was just like wrecking me in, in worship especially when we're there with probably like 70,000 other people in this football stadium where people are normally cheering for people throwing a ball around and instead we're cheering for God Almighty who is coming and bringing revival to the U.S. I was just getting wrecked by that. And there was a, there was a prophetic song uh, sung by a band called Circuit Riders and the words were, Jesus, you are worth it all, every nation, every soul. And we sang that over and over at at the worship night before the call. And it just became like the cry of my heart um, as we came back, like that, that Jesus is worth it. And 
a way that becomes personal to me is, is Jesus worth every morning of mine? Is, is he worth me getting up a half hour or an hour earlier to spend time with him? Is he worth every conversation I have with, with coworkers or people at the supermarket? Is he worth that? Because we sing, Jesus, you're worth it all. And it's sort of easy to think about, yeah, I'll go, I'll go to the nations and I'll, I'll, I'll do anything you want me to, God. Um, but when it becomes personal, we have to think to ourselves, is Jesus worth it? Is Holy Spirit worth us making a separate night to gather here at the church just to pursue his presence? Is he worth that? And clearly you all have said, yes, he is, because you're here tonight. And so that's the first thing that, that I brought back is just sort of a, a newfound love for, for the worthiness of Jesus. And I feel like there's a new intentionality that is springing up in my life. And I just want to like release that to you guys, just an intentionality to pursue Jesus in the day-to-day life. It, in the call, they're, they're very focused on um, what some people uh, may call the secret place. Basically, your alone time with the Holy Spirit, with the Father. <clears throat> when no one else is watching and you're on your face praying before the Lord, they have such, they have such a reverence for that time spent in prayer when a lot of us can be doers and we, and we want to be out doing something. But so much more is accomplished when we're just before the Lord giving everything to him in prayer. And so the seeker place is just something that I personally am going to pursue. This, everything I'm sharing tonight, these are things that I am sharing to myself as well. These are things that I'm processing. I feel like I'm going to be processing this trip for weeks to come. And we may not know fully the effect that this day, that April 9th, had on this nation. We may not know that for a while. But something happened that day that was huge. And I think every one of us who was on the trip can say that, like, we won't, we won't be the same after that. And partly in my life, that looks like pursuing that secret place. And I would just challenge you guys, even just to make, like, a one-day goal for yourself. Like, thinking about tomorrow. Thank you. Thinking about... Monday, tomorrow morning, the beginning of a new week. Let me try to open this real quick. Awesome. Thank you. Wow. Praise the Lord. Um, think about tomorrow. Think about, think about what your Monday is going to look like. Maybe some of you already have sort of um, a rhythm with God every day where where you're like, yeah, I already set that time up. I wake up before I actually need to, and I have a little extra bit of time. But I would just challenge you, what would it look like tomorrow to get into that secret place and to just ascribe worth to God? As, as Wilson mentioned this morning, that's what worship is, ascribing worth to him. What would it look like if we all did that? How would it change us? And so the next thing, that I feel like God was putting on my heart is this idea of process. You see, this was 70,000 people at this conference and we're all at different stages of life. We're all at, at different places. We're all in a process. 
And sometimes that word can be kind of like, oh, I don't like the process. But, but what it is, is we ha- everyone has goals and dreams. Everyone has a destiny. And you don't get there just by waking up and it happens. You know, there's like a little kid and he wants to be like a fireman when he grows up or whatever. He has to first graduate first grade and then second grade and then third grade and then go through the academy and everything. There's a process for everything. And I feel like some people in this room, well, everyone in this room, God has on a process, but I feel like some people are like, I don't really know what my life is moving towards. You may be saying like, how is God going to use this? You know, like I can see how he could use, oh yeah, you know, if I went to Bible school and, and if I took these classes, he could use that. But how can he use this like terrible relationship from my past? How can he use this abuse in my past? And and Paul assures us in Romans that God works everything for the good of those who love him. And so we can rest assured that no matter what has happened in your life, God is working that for your betterment, for your empowerment. He is using everything in your life, and he is sculpting that towards your destiny. And so we're all in a process, but God is also a God of breakthrough, that's the second word that was, has just been on my mind. In worship at the call, and, and we went up and visited Bethel Church, and just every time in worship, God just kept putting it on my heart that he is a God of breakthrough. And what I mean by that is that everything in your life can be looking opposite of where God wants you to be, and in an instant, he can take you to where he wants you to be. Literally an instant, one day can absolutely change your life. And that is why events like this, where we, we all gathered, we, we made a sacrifice to, you know, take time out of our schedules and go to this event. Why so many people were gathering at this stadium in the call was because we know that we're called to something greater. We know that God has a plan for our lives, and literally America can be changed at any moment. You know, you may be watching the news and everything is heading one way, but God is a God of breakthrough, and he can change everything in an instant. Another thing he he kept saying to me as I was worshiping is that there is always a feast at my table. That's what I heard the Lord saying. You know, God, God doesn't just give us the crumbs. He doesn't just give us the second best, but there is always a feast with him. And we can always run right into his arms because he's a father. And just like uh, my father shared this morning at, at church about being childlike, I just kept hearing God say, when your daddy tells you who you are, all other words fall off of you. Amen. When your father when your father speaks to you and says you're my child and I love you, it doesn't matter what has been spoken against your life because that falls off. Because we have a loving father and he's a god of breakthrough. Man, I feel like we could just say Jesus, you are worth it all just for the rest of this night. 
over and over and over, Jesus, you are worth it all. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you, Jesus. How about let's hear something from the Bible? Does that sound good? One story that I love that illustrates this breakthrough idea that God is a God of breakthrough is the story of Jericho. And it's in, uh, in Joshua 6. And basically the Israelites have already crossed the Jordan and God has promised them this land, but there are still obstacles in between them and fully walking in that freedom of being in the land. This obstacle happens to be a giant fortress, a fortified city right in front of them called Jericho. But an angel appears to Joshua and it says in verse uh, 2 here in chapter 6, Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once, With all the armed men, do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have all the people give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the people will go up, every man straight in. So here's a situation that doesn't look very promising. They get, they get to this land and they're like, okay, what now, God? And I feel like maybe some of you have had promises spoken over your life. And you're thinking, all right, here's an obstacle. What now, God? And you're looking at this giant fortress and you're saying, how could this ever fall down? How could this thing that I'm facing, this mountain, how could that ever be taken away? And it looks impossible. But notice that the Lord says, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. So he was already speaking. See, God's out of time. He was already speaking, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. He wasn't saying, don't worry, I'm going to deliver Jericho. It had already happened in God's mind. And that's the type of faith that we are called to walk in. That these breakthroughs that we're seeking, we have to believe, okay, God is outside of time. These have already happened. Now I'm going to press in in faith and see it come to fruition. So later on in the story, when they're actually carrying this out, it's in verse 16. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Again, he's speaking, the Lord has given you the city. He's already speaking like it's been done. He's telling them, shout, which is going to look pretty goofy if nothing happens. If they're just standing there shouting at a wall. And that, I mean, you know, you guys have seen the VeggieTales movie about this story, you know. They're going to look pretty silly if nothing happens. But he says, the Lord has given you the city. Verse 20 in chapter 6 of Joshua. When the trumpet sounded, the people shouted. And at the sound of the trumpet, 
When the people gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed so that every man charged straight in and they took the city. So the wall doesn't fall down until they give the shout. It doesn't fall down until they step out in faith and do this thing that God has called them to do. And so again, when we're thinking about Holy Spirit, what are you calling me to do? What, what are you calling me to pursue in my life? A lot of times God is saying, step out and take the step of faith, and then the wall is going to come crashing down. Instead of waiting, Lord, if you would just take that wall down, I would run right into the city and take it. They could have said that because God had promised them this land, so they could have become self-righteous and said, all right, God, once you do this, then we're going to go into the land. Instead, they step out after the trumpet sounds, they shout, and the wall comes crumbling down. Now, the craziest thing about this story is that they had been marching for six days before the seventh day. And on each of those six days, it doesn't say that any brick moved in the wall. It doesn't say that there was any sign of a victory. But they held on to that promise that God had given them. They held on to that and they pushed through the six days of marching. And on the seventh day, when they were seemingly no closer to victory, that is when they stepped out and shouted. And you may be saying in your life, I've been praying for something for so many years and I'm not any closer to a victory. And what I just want to tell you tonight is that God is a God of breakthrough and it could happen at any moment in your life. And so on nights like tonight when we're pressing into the Holy Spirit, we just have to have the amount of faith to say, God, I'm going to step out even if I don't see the breakthrough that I wanted tonight. Because breakthrough is coming, and it may not happen tonight, the breakthrough that you're pressing in for. But have the faith that it will. And then if it doesn't, have the faith tomorrow that it will. And then if it doesn't, the next day that it will. And every day we just have to keep on pressing in for these breakthroughs because you could be on your sixth day right now. You could be on your sixth day of marching and God is just waiting for you to step and just take one more step of faith and shout at what is trying to stop you and then the breakthrough is coming. And so we're going to do like a, a little bit of, of an activity here. But just to recap, Everyone in this room is in a process with God. I don't know where you are, but everyone is in some sort of process. And if you're here tonight, the Lord wants to encounter you. And he wants to bring those breakthroughs that you've been pressing in for. And I believe a big part of that is the pressing in in the secret place. It's not to earn anything, but there's something about, like in Acts 2, in the, when the day of Pentecost came and the Holy Spirit fell on them, it was a group of people that had joined together that were pressing in for more. And in their case, it took 10 days until the Holy Spirit came. Imagine if they had stopped on the ninth day 
if they got tired, if they said, well, doesn't look like anything's happening, I guess we missed that one. What if they had stopped? And so we're just going to keep pressing in tonight. One thing I want to do right now is if you have been praying for something specific, maybe when, when I'm speaking tonight, something has been going through your mind. And specifically, if you have been praying for something for five years or longer, I would just like to ask you to stand right now. If there's something specifically you've been praying for for five years or longer that you have not seen happen. And right now, I just want Anyone else who wants to stand? I know there's always, you know, there's a couple extras after some people have stood. Um, If you are sitting down and you see some people, I just want you guys to surround them right now. And we're just going to press in for these breakthroughs. And you can share with the people praying for you as much or as little as you'd like. You could just say, I don't want to share, just pray. But if you feel like sharing, share with them. And so this is just going to be for about five minutes here. But we just want to press in because tonight could be your night of breakthrough for this thing that you've been praying for for so long. And so just right now, if you're sitting down, go find someone who's standing up and surround them. And let's just begin crying out. Just pray out loud. We're going to raise, you know, a, a glorious shout to Jesus. Just pray out loud for them for breakthrough. And you can raise your hand if you don't have anyone praying for you yet and you are standing up. If you see someone raising their hand, head over to them and begin to pray. Who thinks Nick should just write a book about that? For real, man. At least start a blog. All right, so to uh, wrap up our night tonight, we're going to have our School of Kingdom Ministry second year students. You know, we have a first year and a second year of School of Kingdom Ministry. Right now we're uh, running the second year for the first time. And Amanda Patton formerly Amanda Richburg, Amanda Patton, and Van Cochran, who's always been Van Cochran, are going are gonna to be up in a minute, in a minute with uh, some students and some cool stuff. But I just want to say, if, if you don't know what School of Kingdom Ministry is, I just want to take a quick second to explain it to you. School of Kingdom Ministry is, was founded on the idea that if everybody gets to play, then everybody deserves to be equipped. So that's a, that's a saying we have in the vineyard. Everybody gets to play. And what it means is there's no superstars in the vineyard. There's no special people that get to pray for healing, special people that get to prophesy, special people that get to preach, special people that get to lead worship. We believe that, like, depending on how... Okay, well, actually, I'm not going to probably be leading worship, just for that other. But, so that you've got to be a little bit special there. We're not going to let you... Like, I'm not going to lead worship on Sunday morning. But anyways, we believe that, like, God has equipped everyone. Everyone has the same Holy Spirit in them. There's no junior Holy Spirit. Therefore, everybody gets to play. Everybody gets to minister like Jesus. But when we say that, we got to kind of start putting our money where our mouth is. And that's what School of Kingdom Ministry is all about. 
School of King Ministry is all about giving people the chance to be equipped in, a, uh, at the, in their local church, not have to, I mean, h- how awesome would it be if all of us could just go out to Bethel and sit under Bill Johnson and Chris Walton? Like, I would, I would do that in a heartbeat if that, if that worked. But that doesn't work for me right now. Like, so that's, what Stock, that's where Stockholm, the School of Kingdom Ministry, comes in. We, we bring this School of Supernatural Ministry here to you. Phenomenal teacher. His name is Putty Putman. He pioneered the course. It's like his total brainchild. He is a full-on, five-fold Ephesians 4 teacher. It's an amazing, amazing gift of teaching. It really has changed my life, just to be honest. The way that the Holy Spirit um, uses him to open the word is just is transformational. And then we have a lot of time of activations where we give people the chance to like step out and take a risk and, and give someone a prophetic word, a time to pray for healing, a time to uh, share a word of knowledge. But they're all, it's in created spaces, you know? It's not just like, hey, we're going to go do it randomly. Created practice time space. Um, those are the two big components of School of Kingdom Ministry. We'll be starting another school up in September, and uh, you, to, you can join the first year. There, there's a cost involved, obviously, but then um, after you've graduated first year, you can apply to the second year, and then we just kick your butt out of the door, and we ask you to go, like, do it, you know, like, actually change the world. So these second-year students are in that process. During second year, we're just kicking their butts out, like, hey, go do it, all right? So, I'm just kidding. Um, Van, Amanda, who am I handing it off to? Amanda, where's she at? Here she comes. Clap her up. Awesome. I'm Amanda. Good to see you guys. Who here doesn't go to Vineyard Northwest? Is anyone not? That's awesome. Cool. Some people. Wait, are you, who doesn't go to Vineyard Northwest and is not a Sockham student? Cool. Awesome. Glad you guys came. We love having new people here. So first we're going to start. Um, and Susan is a Sockham 2 student, and she actually was painting during worship, and she's going to tell us about what she painted. Are you finished painting? Okay. Bring it up. This is one of those situations where you open your mouth and you trust that the Holy Spirit's going to give you words. Um, The the scripture that came to my mind is that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And um, while this may look like a picture of, like a representation of the Holy Spirit, I think it's really supposed to be a representation of the Holy Spirit in a person. That you have the freedom that the Holy Spirit brings, and you may not have felt like you have freedom. Um, You may not have felt like you were free to be who you're created to be. You always felt like you were expected to be somebody else. Um, I'm desperately looking to see who this is for. (laughs) So, um, you in in the very back row in the bright green shirt, um, I think this is for you. Um, uh, so I come up. Yeah, okay. Hi, can I ask your name? Rod. Rod. Can I just pray a blessing over you, Rod? Um, Holy Spirit, thank you that you know Rod and you know his heart. You know exactly what he needs. 
And Lord, we pray your freedom for him. Lord, we pray that, you know, he is fearfully and wonderfully made. And we just pray that you would, um, you would help him to embrace that special, amazing person that you've created him to be, Lord. I just pray that this would be a small reminder of the freedom that he has in you and the freedom that you desire for him to have, that he can spread his wings and be everything you created him to be. And we bless that for him in Jesus' name. Amen. I was going to share something quickly. Uh, when we were worshiping earlier, I was telling the Lord I wanted to just shout and just be free. And I held it, I held it inside instead of shouting. And the Lord told me, Go ahead, just shout or roar or whatever. I was like, no. <laughs> that, that must be my voice or my, you know, my in, inside voice. And then I say, okay, I think it's me. It's not you, Jesus. And then my wife picked that up five minutes later and says, the Lord says to have freedom. You know, now is the time to have freedom. And I was like, yeah. Thanks, Susan. That was awesome. (laughs) Cool. So Jesus is doing awesome stuff, and Mara is another one of the students, and she's going to come up and share um, about, I think Wilson might have mentioned there was a conference. You probably don't know which conference Wilson was talking about and which time zone he was in, but there was a conference that Mara was at also in Illinois. Yeah, come on up. Um, Mara's awesome. This is her second year of Stockholm as well. And so in the first year, a lot, Wilson was talking about, you learn about these things like praying for healing and prophesying and learning about our identity. And then in second year, we really start to like, kind of, it's more like introspective. Like what does God put in me? What is my specific maybe calling or inclination to, um, it's kind of like what Nick was talking about. Like what's my next step with Holy Spirit? What's going on here? And so Mara's been awesome and just leading the way in that and discovering that in herself. And so she's going to share about um, this weekend at the conference in Illinois. And hopefully those, there's a picture on Facebook that someone like shot up before. Oh, they got it. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, she's um, prophetic because that's what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> actually, in more ways than one. But awesome. Thanks, Amanda. So I tend to talk a lot, so I kind of just wrote some brief points down to keep it short. Um, <laughs> so I was born with um, one leg longer than the other or one leg shorter than the other. Um, and I had three surgeries to try and kind of work that out, stunt the growth of the one leg so the other leg could catch up. And I experienced some back pain, and then I have a lot of, like, leg pain because the one leg grew out. uh, I'm sorry, the femur grew out instead of up. Um, So I just, I've experienced a lot of pain throughout my life in that. And when I work out, which I like to try and do, um, I try and do squats, and, like, my left leg would pop up to try and compensate because my, they weren't even. So this weekend, um, I was at a conference, and Robbie Dawkins and Mark Marks, 
they were there, kind of called me on stage and, well, in a way, called me on stage. So I ended up on stage and they were praying for my legs, um, one of them to grow out. So I don't know, I think Sunday's going to cue a video and you can kind of watch that in a minute. Thank you, Jesus. Now in Jesus' name, we speak to this leg, we command the bone, the muscles, seeing you grow. In Jesus' name. Yeah, pay attention to the tan on the shoes. Right now. And my left leg is a shorter leg. Speak to your knee, be healed. Speak to your bones. Muscle and sinew. Just grow in Jesus' name. So it's on the right up there. So at this point, I was feeling a little bit of just movement in my leg but extreme peace. Um, but if you look at the tan and the soles of my shoes, you can More. see on the right, which is technically my left leg, but on the right up there, um, the, it's starting to move slowly. <laughs> if you can see, yeah, it's moving. Thank you, God. And at one point, he even says, like, and we just have patience on the Lord. And that is, is really, well, here I'm moving my foot. Um, I felt like she was sliding forward. See what is it? You want to take them off? Is it? No, that's okay. <laughs> I felt like my feet might sting, so I kept so them on. I'm, I think I'm holding your heel to your, but you can take shoes off if you want. I think you push it back up. Okay. What did you feel? I, sorry, it feels loud. I, um, I just felt like, I, I felt something moving. Um, Where were you feeling it move at? Um, in my calf, like the lower leg. Yeah, so at that point it had started to grow. Um, and you can see on the left, that was before, and on the right, that was after. So wait, yeah. And at some point, if you have like lower back pain or hip pain or something, and you feel like your leg, one of them might be shorter or longer or whatever, find me because we're going to pray it out. (laughs) It's awesome. And like what Nick said about us to like not stop pushing in for breakthrough, we probably have prayed for Mara's legs in the past two years, like 20 times at least, you know, and like it's happening. So we just got to keep doing it. So next, I think Van, Van's going to come up. Yeah. Thanks, Amanda. Um, isn't that awesome? Listen, when you see something like that, there is a release of life and power in the seeing of it. And in, in the hearing of it, there is. In the, te- the testimony of Jesus, spirit of prophecy. And, and so there's a release of life. And uh, I think God's going to just heal some people right now uh, spontaneously in this room. And so I'm going to say a word that came to me earlier, all right? It's the word bursitis, all right? Bursitis. Jesus is healing bursitis. Now, what I want you to do right now is if you have bursitis, I want you to lift your hand up. Don't, don't test it. Lift it up high, real high, okay? All right, now... Is that the arm that has the bursitis? Okay. So uh, anybody's bursitis was just healed? 
You couldn't do that before. Okay, awesome. So if it was a, yeah, if it was a 10 before pain-wise, what is it now? Okay, so it's gone down that far. Okay, awesome. See, that happened without any prayer or anything. All right, who else? Anybody else that has, test it, test it right now and see, is, have you received healing just by the speaking of that word? Anyone? Okay, yeah. Awesome. Pardon me? You can? Okay, so I didn't know that, but that's awesome to know. So how is your hip? Okay, well, do something that would, that would have caused pain before. Okay, bend down. Bend, bend, yeah. Anything? Okay, awesome. So if it was a 10 before, then it's a zero now? Or? Awesome, awesome. Okay, a- anyone else? Yeah, I, I guess you can have bursitis a lot of different places, you know. Makes sense. It was. It's just part of the the shoulder joint, the bursa. Okay. So um, I want uh, the Stockholm two students now who uh, who feel inclined to come up here, and okay, come. Amanda, you feel inclined, and who else does? Yeah, just. Okay. Good. Good. You can stand over here, guys. Okay. Be in the limelight. Don't hide. All right. Um, now I I want you. To, we're just gonna we're just gonna invite the Holy Spirit's presence. All right, and then I'm gonna have them call out different illnesses that God brings to their mind. As as and we're looking for words of knowledge here, but uh, as they have those, we're gonna call them out, and then we're gonna check and see if anyone was healed of that. All right. So I'm just I'm gonna invite the Holy Spirit's presence. And then we'll just be quiet for. I don't know how long until someone has a word to speak out, and they're just going to speak it. So, uh, Father God, thank you for your goodness. And Holy Spirit, thank you for healing. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing Mara's leg and causing it to grow. Thank you for that. Thank you for healing uh, these ones of bursitis just a moment ago. We welcome your presence here now. It's more of your presence, Lord. Does anyone feel like, uh, if you feel like tingling on, on your face, like under your eyes, like in your cheeks, if you, if you feel that, would you stand up? Anyone? Okay. Anyone else? Okay, just stay standing, Keenan. Um, I feel like the Lord gave me earlier during worship that he wants to heal people of, and this is kind of strange, but um, like a diet Coke addiction. Um, 
and that you're having like some health problems and that it's actually kind of related to that. Um, and someone said at the conference this weekend, God actually created us to have addictions, but we're supposed to be addicted to him and to his presence and to worshiping him. And so I don't know if anyone feels like they have a diet Coke addiction or another innocuous or not so innocuous addiction, but I think there's freedom for that tonight. So anybody? Okay. Uh, Father, whoever that applies to give them courage right now. (laughs) Who? (laughs) Keenan? So now we know the connection between tingling face and Diet Coke addiction. Yeah. Hey, uh, Keenan, can Sarah pray for you right now? Yeah, just pray for him. Just freedom. Okay. Was there someone else here too? Was there someone else? Anyone else? Okay. Okay. Anyone diet Pepsi, Wilson said. It could be that too. Okay. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is uh, is just work. He is working and he's here. Yeah, Holy Spirit more. Just speak and touch touch our lives right now. Just come Holy Spirit. Um, so I have a couple things. One, uh, some either knee pain or back pain. Um, so if you have knee pain or back pain, I guess go ahead and stand up, um, and we'll. Oh goodness. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, Jesus is gonna heal that right now. Uh, <laughs> um, so can I just say a prayer? Real quick. Yeah. So Father, I just release healing, and I just, I just speak and declare complete restoration, full restoration of the knee or the back, the tendons, ligaments, anything that's been out of alignment, muscles, bones. We just speak complete healing right now in Jesus name. Go ahead and check it out. Do something you couldn't do before. Or that would have pain if you did it before. And if you've experienced some All right, so who was standing up over here that had um, knee or back pain? Um, we'll start with Keith then. So everyone who still had it, go ahead and stay up, and I'm going to make my way around, and we're going to check pain. Keith, if, you, if it was a 10, what's your pain now? Same? All right. Say the same or seven? Okay. Okay. Well, Father, keep working on he, him, and we're going to come back. All right. Um, sir, in the red or blue? Ray? Oh, thank you. Is it the same? Okay. Susan, what about you? Same. Okay. But it didn't get worse, so praise him. <laughs> um, and sir, in the blue? Same. Okay. Anyone, so did any, is anyone's pain different from where it was before? Shay, awesome. Praise the Lord. All right, if it was a 10 before, what is it now? 
About a six? Okay. Thank you. So yeah, we just say six to a zero right now in Jesus' name. And for everyone else who is standing and it was remaining the same, thank you, Father, for what you're doing in their lives. And we just say, take that pain away right now in Jesus' name. Good job, Mara. And don't forget, you can come up and have Mara pray for your... This, this is the last thing we're doing tonight, okay? So, um, thank you. So, anybody else? Okay. I had two. I know Mara just said back pain, but... Oh, that's okay. I'm going to pick one of them. Um, the woman right there with the blue tennis shoes and the gray shirt. Yeah. Um, do you have foot pain by any chance maybe like broken toes that didn't heal right or any pain in your foot you had a broken ankle did it heal correctly okay well do you have pain right now that's good well (laughs) continue no pain in Jesus name Julie okay um the gentleman in the back with the black polo on that's you, that you just turned your head. Yeah. Um, next to the woman in the pink sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was kind of sensing some kind of either back pain or maybe something more specific. I felt like more specific back pain with your spine maybe, or maybe it's like I felt pain in my back like really close to my spine. Is that you at all? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's pray for you. What's your name? Jeff. Jeff. Cool. Well, Jesus, thank you for no pain. Right now, in Jesus' name, no pain in the spine for Jeff. That would just all be gone right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. How you feel? <laughs> Come on. That's awesome. Well, Jesus loves you. Yeah. So God's not bound by time. God knew this, this word was going to be given. Here. How many? No, I do. Never mind. I heard the word tinnitus, and I just felt like the Lord was really going to heal people from tinnitus. So does anyone have that? It's like ringing in your ears. Um, Cool. How about many people? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, let's all stand up if we have tinnitus. Um, So, Lord, we just welcome your presence right now. Um, We just declare um, all tinnitus leave right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, God, we thank you so much for your presence here. Um, Holy Spirit, we just say, just come fill these people, and we just um, say no to all tinnitus in Jesus' name. Full restoration of hearing every frequency. Yeah. Yeah. Ears be restored to perfect design right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. Um, I guess this is kind of one where if you are hearing, like, frequencies are buzzing like that and you were hearing it before and you aren't now just raise your hand but i understand that some of this isn't really testable so yeah went away you had it for three years and it went away come on anyone else anyone else just see like a noticeable healing or breakthrough from that just now raise your hand or wave back there there. jeff Wow, come on. <laughs> come on, that's amazing. Anyone else? Sweet, that was fun. Come on. Way to go. 
All right, anybody else? One more here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just really heard, well, yeah, just depression and hopelessness. Um, and I feel like the father really wants to release his heart over um, whoever is struggling with that. I would like it to be more of a personal thing. Um, so if you struggle with that, if you would like to come find me afterwards, that'd be awesome. And I'd love to pray for you. Good choice. Good. <laughs> I had a specific word for somebody here named Pauline. If there's somebody here named Pauline. Okay, plan B, Paulette. <laughs> Plan C is Paul. I know there's some Pauls here. Three. How many Pauls do we have? Three? Michael, you're not a Paul. Sit down. (laughs) So we have two. He's a Paul? Paul Michael or Michael Paul? All right, stand back up. (laughs) For you, Paul, the Lord just told me that you are beloved by him, favored by him, graced by him, and there's an opening in heaven just pouring down on you right now. And it's going to continue. It's going to get bigger. The flow Right now is just the beginning. It's going to increase and increase and increase in your life. And you aren't going to hold on to it. You're going to pass it right through and share it with others. So thank you. All for you. The Lord just wants you to know that what Nick talked about, that breakthrough, in your life, you're that you're in the sixth day. The seventh day is right around the corner, brother. It's coming. Just coming for you. And Michael Paul, Matthew Paul, Paul left. <laughs> so I'll catch him later. <laughs> Did you want this, Lord? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like God uh, wants to heal chronic illness tonight. And <clears throat> so if you're brave enough to stand and um, allow us to pray for you, I'd like you to stand right now if you're dealing with a chronic illness, something that's, um, yeah, that's been going on for quite a while. And I'd, I'd just like to ask people to gather around all these people right now. And so they're not alone. And that you would um, lay hands on them and pray after me uh, for these. So pray, um, yeah, after me. Uh, God, thank you for this, um, this dear person. Right now, I command 
in Jesus' name and by his authority, illness be gone and stomp your feet. No, don't say that. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you, God, for uh, the healing that is breaking through right now. We expect uh, miraculous stories right now. In Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Okay, thanks, everybody. Sit down. Let's just see if there's anything. Yeah, let's... Pardon me? Yeah. Yeah, if... If you um, contest your your illness somehow, can you just wave your hand if you felt some healing? Any any change? Is there is there um, anyone that just sensed God's power right now? Yeah. Well, that was just taking a risk. But thank you for standing up and and receiving prayer. I know that's a battle, and I just, I just speak breakthrough for everyone that stood up and took that risk. In Jesus' name. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Uh, fun, amazing night, just celebrating uh, how good God is together, you know? So I'm just going to pray for you guys, and then we're going to head out, all right? Also, uh, if you haven't heard, so that video that was shown of Mara's leg growing out, super cool. If you want like, to find out more about that, talk to her personally. There's no, like, tricks going on there. There's not, I mean, like, I assume Mara's going to go to the doctor and get x-rays and stuff. But from what I understand, her femur is literally shorter than the other one. You had surgery on and stuff, so that's just so cool. But that guy that, that was praying for her, that kind of led that moment, his name is Mark Marks. He's going to be here next Friday night and Saturday to do a training. On Friday night, it's 7 to 10. On Saturday, it's 9 to 3 p.m. This costs $15. This is the training to be on the Healing on the Streets team. I got you, Grant. Um, a lot, of this, a lot of the training is really storytelling, him inspiring you through storytelling and kind of just going through their manual and the whole um, procedure they've created for this ministry. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be off the charts. If you want to be part of it, you need to register. So back there where Melody is waving her arms in the air, uh, head back there before you leave tonight and register for that. It's $15. I'd love to see the room just packed out when Mark is here to train us. And then on Saturday night, so next Saturday night, he's going to be doing a healing night, a night similar to this, but where he's kind of running the show and he's going to just go after praying for as many people as he can uh, to see people healed. So it's going to be really cool. Last thing I want to say, does anyone have a migraine right now? Or does anyone struggle with migraines chronically? To raise your hand, I can't see you if you are raising your hand. Okay, Stephanie, anybody else? Cool, let's just pray for Stephanie real quick. So we just declare the seventh day right now for Stephanie. In Jesus' name, migraines stop. 
never come back. Any assignment from the enemy against uh, Stephanie's thinking through these migraines, we break it off. Any sleep that is robbed from these migraines, I take authority over it and I command it to stop right now in Jesus' name. I bless everyone in this room. Jesus, convict us constantly to take this outside of the church. Don't let this be something we enjoyed tonight and we forget about tomorrow. So I just release everyone in the room to do this tomorrow, to pray for people in their workplace, to ask the random stranger, hey, do you have a, do you have bursitis? Hey, do you have tinnitus? Hey, does your left shoulder hurt? I just commission you, I release you, and I bless you to do that. In Jesus' name, you're worth it all. You're worth it all. Amen. All right, I love you guys so much. I will see you on the later time.